<laughs> Howdy, folks. This is Cousin Nancy. Welcome to the Cousin Nancy Show. Uh, today's uh, podcast is going to is titled Horsepower, and it's about a Corvette. Anyway, before I get started, let's see here. Uh, I do want to do a boomer update for you, so let's get that done, and then I'll tell you this Corvette story. It's a true story. All righty, here we go. A few weeks ago, Cousin Boomer called me, and he was all upset about something as usual, so I invited him to come over to drink a beer with Tony and me in hopes of helping to calm him down. First off, before I go any further with this Boomer update, you need to know that Boomer is Polish. I'm not Polish, but Boomer is, and he's proud of it, and he should be. Anyway, he is very sensitive about Polish jokes, because as a young kid, Cousin Boomer was constantly being teased and kidded about being Polish. So, when Boomer arrived at Bigfoot Ranch... He was so mad he was basically spitting nails, so to speak, and he didn't want to talk about what had happened to him until he had popped the top on his second cold beer. This is basically what Boomer told us. Today for lunch, I ordered a Polish sausage from this guy, and he says, oh, you must be Polish. His assumption really pushed my button, Boomer said, so I decided to try to enlighten this know-it-all guy to let him know that his Polish comment was not appreciated. So I asked him, you think because I ordered a Polish sausage, I'm Polish? Seriously, what if somebody came in here and ordered an English muffin? Would you think he was British? The guy just stood there staring at me and he said nothing. Then I tell him, what if somebody came in here and ordered Swedish meatballs? Would you automatically think he was a Swede? I mean, seriously, what if someone came in here and ordered Italian meatballs? Would that make him Italian? I was really on a roll and was really letting this guy have it. And I said, seriously, man, what if someone came in here and ordered Canadian bacon? Would that make you make him a Canadian? And by now, I think this guy was finally getting my point. So I said, so what if I ordered a Polish sausage? Why would that make you think I am Polish? And... Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, and the guy says, he cracks a little smile and says, Well, first off, welcome to Home Depot. Can I help you find anything? <laughs> okay, we got the update out of the way. Okay, now this is a true story uh, that happened to me when I was a kid. And uh, it's about our next-door neighbor and his Corvette, and this man's name was George, or to protect the innocent. Anyway, I've changed a couple of names here. So anyway, his name was George, or we'll say it was. In March of 1962, I was 10 years old living in Fort Worth, Texas, and our next-door neighbors were George and Wilma. They had two girls that were about the same age as Ronnie and me, so my brother and I used to play with them, also uh, with our neighbor, other neighborhood friend, Billy. We always had fun. We'd climb trees together, walk fence rails, play touch football, baseball, have croquet tournaments, ride our bicycles around the neighborhood, etc. And we did this after school, on weekends, and during the summer months. Anyway, one day while we were outside playing in George and Wilma's backyard, 
Wilma came running outside and hollered over the fence to my parents, who were sitting out on the patio drinking a beer. George just won a Corvette convertible. Can you believe it? George won a vet. Anyway, she was all excited. Wilma was so excited over their good news, it made all of us just as excited as she was even as she was, even though I had absolutely no clue as to what in the world what she was talking about. Anyway, after Wilma had calmed herself down a little bit, she explained to my parents that George, whom secretly my parents thought was a wimpy nerd, George had won this Corvette in a drawing held at the grand opening of the Seminary South Shopping Center, Fort Worth's first mall. Wilma told my parents that George was on his way home so she could drive him to the Seminary South Shopping Center to pick up his fancy new sports car. And in all of her excitement, she invited Billy, Ronnie, and me to go with them in their family station wagon. A few minutes later, as soon as George had pulled into their driveway, we quickly piled into the station wagon and took off. Their girls uh, rode in the back seat, and Ronnie and Billy and I had to ride in the back cargo area. And I would say this was probably about the time this Corvette story peaks uh, for poor old George. Why poor old George? Well, because George quickly found out that, yes, he had won a Corvette, but it was not actually a car. It was a miniature version of a red Corvette convertible made for kids to drive, and the weight limit for it was 100 pounds. Needless to say, George was more than disappointed, not because he weighed over 200 pounds and would never be able to drive his own vet. He was upset because he knew that he would still be driving that same old station wagon back and forth to work every day instead of America's favorite sports car. But us kids were all excited and thrilled because none of us weighed over 100 pounds, and we could not wait to take George's Corvette out for a spin. Anyway, after two nice men from a local radio station had helped George load his Corvette into the back of their station wagon, we drove home in silence. And to say the least, Billy, Ronnie, and I were a little bit cramped, but we never did complain. Oh, dear. When we arrived back at George and Wilma's house, all of the nearby neighbors had gathered in their front yard to celebrate George's good fortune and to see his new shiny red Corvette convertible. And the neighbors' faces had all turned into frowns by the time they had helped George drag his sports car (laughs) out of the back of the family station wagon. Well, a few days later, on Saturday, George filled up his Corvette's gas tank and took all of us up to the elementary school parking lot and let us take turns driving it. And oh, was it fun. I mean, it was just a brake pedal and a steering wheel and an accelerator. And I've, uh, Anyway, so to end this story on a positive note, I guess it'd be safe for me to say that I have actually driven a Corvette, even though it really wasn't a car. And I bet that a few years later, after George and his family had moved away from our neighborhood, he probably bragged to his neighbors and new friends that he had once owned a shiny new 1962 red Corvette convertible. Okay, now it's time for a couple of Corvette jokes. All right, here we go. 
I saw my boss pull up in a brand new Corvette. I said, wow, that's a really nice car, boss. He told me, thanks. And just remember, you keep working hard every day and I'll be able to buy another one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. And then here is uh, a Corvette question for all of y'all. What do you call a Corvette following a Camaro at high speeds? Uh, Chevy Chase. <laughs> okay, folks, that's it for today. It's a short podcast. I do hope I made you laugh at least once. And uh, let's see here. Uh, before I go, uh, please always remember my favorite quote, life is short and so am I. So y'all take care and keep on listening. And you can listen to this at go to cousinnancy.com. Follow the link to my blog and I put a transcript there and that's about it for now. So y'all take care and drive safely.